everybody. Welcome to our podcast. I'm Liz. And I'm Taylor. And now we're talking, Darian. Hello and welcome. Today is May 25th and ahead of Memorial Day weekend and summer and all things grilling related. What better guest than the butcher shop to have in here, right? We're going to get our grill on, T. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're back in the studio. Thank heavens. And uh, we got three gentlemen joining us, uh, leading the charge, Chef Peter himself. Yeah. And this is what really makes Darian special, these specialty shops, these small businesses. And uh, I can't wait to hear how they mm-hmm. got it started. I know. Let's light the barbecue. <laughs> here we go. Peter, Devo, Tim, thank you guys so much for being with us today. We're so excited to have you, especially ahead of Memorial Day. Why don't we go around here and introduce you guys one at a time so everybody gets to know your voices and your names. Peter, why don't you kick it off? Hi, my name is Peter Crawford. I'm a Darien local uh, meat connoisseur and a chef extraordinaire. Love it. Yeah, Mark DiBenedetto. Um, I am not a local, but I've been here for a little over 10 years. Grew up around the corner in South Salem, New York. Um, uh, I have been a, a partner with Peter here in the uh, original investor in the butcher shop. Awesome. Thanks, Debo. Uh, I'm Tim Stisser. I am a local, and I grew up in, in town um, in the 80s and 90s playing sports on the on the football and, and baseball field with Mr. Crawford. Um, I live in town with three little girls uh, known as the Stisser Chicks um, that are often seen at Tokeny <laughs> Club and on the uh, on lacrosse fields at the high school. So, uh, ladies, thank you so much for having us. Uh, you know, it's an honor right in front of grilling season, our favorite time of the year, and, and it's great to be part of this. Well, and there's a fourth one of you that we're missing here, right? There, isn't there? Yeah. So, so Timmy, uh, who's, who's, Greg, Greg Grambling uh, is not with us. He's he's uh, got something going on with the work, like he always does. But Greg is also uh, one of our lead investors with Debo and myself. Um, and Peter's the majority owner, and we're just lucky to be along along for the ride. Yep. That's great. And it, along those lines, like, tell us how this got started. How'd you guys come together, and how did this idea get born? Yeah, Peter, lead us off here. So. I was a chef for multiple years and um, it's finding difficult to get a good job. It's very competitive in the city. Um, but I'd done a lot of stuff. I worked on private motor yachts. Um, I worked, you know, with Wayne Heisinga on a 230-foot boat. I, you know, I ran the kitchen at Boulay and I opened stuff for other people. But they were all kind of, uh, I don't know, kind of transitory. Nothing really felt, you know like it was mine. So I wanted to, you know, my, my whole goal, my uh, cooking career was to bring to dairy in some, some good food. You know, when, when I was younger, it was just Chuck steakhouse uh, where I worked. Go Chucks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> some people won't even remember Chuck steakhouse and post road, but oh, that was man, a the, sal- the salad bar Chuck steakhouse is legendary. Yeah. So um, I'd open enough restaurants where I'd known that, you know, there's a lot of inefficiencies and I was like, I can do this. You know, I had this kind of vigilance, uh, you know, where I was like, okay, it's time for me to, you know, take the next step. So I was ready to go all in in a restaurant. And then I talked to my brother and he's like, nope, everyone's doing that. And it just took the wind out of my sails. So I heard about Fleischer's and I knew they were doing well. And I always, always had this affinity for meat. Um, What's Fleischer's? Fleischer's is a uh, butcher shop out of Westport. They're they do nose to tail butchery. They're, they're very, very good. Um, so I knew that there was an opportunity in Darien because there was nothing of the sort. 
And I, I was said to myself, well, gee, I'm a chef. So I do everything a butcher does. And now I just don't have to cook the food. So essentially, this is going to be a lot easier. I was sorely mistaken. <laughs> so, so the the plan to open a butcher shop was was hatched, and and I and I started writing a business plan, and then. Um, well, did you want to be like? I mean, running a business is different than being a chef, right? Now you're a business. Yeah, no one, no one tells you that until you are running it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. what you got Seemed cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, uh, oh, you actually need to wear ten hats. And then, did you have the capital this time to? No, I had to write the plan. Um, I wrote the plan, and then I approached um, nine people, and uh, seven of whom uh, decided to do it. So it didn't take long at all. Uh, once I got to Debo, um, and once I got his trust, uh, a lot of people, you know, tend to tend to agree with him. So that that helped a little bit. And then uh, when I got to Tim, he was. Um, he said, where do I sign? Well, how, what was your plan to get these guys invested? I mean, guys all the time are probably like, you know, have ideas, but the trouble is finding investors, people to believe in them. Was it your career that spoke for itself that these guys, I mean, maybe Tim or Debo, can one of you guys maybe speak yeah, to what yeah, part? Yeah, I can, I can speak to this because, um, you know, I know Peter's brother from Roanoke College, and he was the one who approached me with this idea. And uh, the reason he approached me is because if you, if you know me or if you're around me, you know I love food, I love cooking, eating. Uh, giving people things to eat is like one of my favorite things to do. So um, Peter's brother approached me and said, you know, my brother was, wants to open up a butcher shop in Darien. And I've, I've always wanted to do some kind of restaurant or cooking or have some kind of, you know, foot in the door in that. So it was pretty much a no brainer for me. And, you know, when you're a little kid and you walk into a candy store, you know that feeling when the wall is filled up and you just you, you just don't know where to look. That's kind of how I feel when I walk into a butcher <laughs> shop. So so I I immediately uh, thought of that in my head, and um, you know his business plan was was okay. <laughs> It was okay. And oh thanks, Debo. I wish listeners could see uh, Peter's <laughs> face right now. <laughs> no, it was okay. And and that's I, I wish Greg was here because we call him the brain. We don't really do anything without without getting full consent from the brain. But I mean his original plan was on Route One and in just a tiny dark little place with no parking. So we had to rewrite a couple things and spend <laughs> a little bit more money. But it's been exciting since day one. And and like Peter said, like I, I just imagined a, a butcher shop, but now uh, it expands so large between you know his beef jerky, his dog food, the the Charles restaurant. Um, there's just so many things, and I, I just love walking around town, hearing people talk about it, or seeing someone wear the, the the hat. It's just it's pretty cool, exciting thing to be part of. You know, I, <clears throat> sorry, I, I'd echo that. Um, you know, it was a pretty easy decision. I, I did know the Crawford boys uh, growing up, and we had a lot of fun playing sports. So I did know the Crawfords, and um, you know, I moved out to town uh, in 2012. I bought an antique house on Hollow Tree, and after living in the city for almost eight years, and I did everything possible to grill in New York City. I I tried to fix a window that I could have a charcoal grill sticking out. That didn't work. <laughs> I put a gas grill on top of our Murray Hill apartment that got stolen by the landlord and the fire department. Oh um, I did everything I possibly oh could God. to cook a good steak. And we moved out to Darien. Uh, we had our first baby girl and I used to put her in the car and I used to tell Lauren, I'll see you in an hour and a half because I'm getting on 95 and I'm going to either drive to Fleischer's in Westport or I'm going to drive to the old Monero's, which is called Greenwich Prime Meats, which is where we grew up going. And, um, 
And I, I, I always said, like, there's nothing more frustrating than going to a traditional grocery store and getting a vacuum pack of meat and having it be gray on the bottom. And, uh, you know, I just refuse to not eat the best food. And, and I asked Peter, I said, look, I would, I would love to invest. This is right up my alley. I love to grill. I love to entertain. Um, if you buy the best meat you can possibly buy on the planet, I'm in. And he's like, done. Okay, well, and talk to us about that, Tim. Okay, or Tim or Peter. What, what's up with your meats? Like, people go there and they want to know where they're from, what the quality is. Can you guys speak to this? Yeah, so uh, we focus on chef-driven food. So um, we use the same meat that I used at high-end restaurants in Manhattan. But what does that mean? I haven't been at high rest, high end. I have three little girls. I haven't been out in years. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> what is that? So that's these guys source the best meats and um, from where? Uh, distributors. Distrib- so yeah, we got guys in uh, Hunts Point, and they they bring in stuff from Iowa and uh, the Midwest in general. They get their pork out of the uh, Mid Atlantic region. Uh, and then we got our chicken out of New Jersey. So what makes um, it the best? What's so good about this? Uh, flavor. I think, Peter, I think you have to make a distinction between prime meat and, uh, you know, there's prime, there's choice, there's all sorts of different varieties of, of meats. And prime meat, I think, only makes up uh, 3 or 4% of the meat that's available out there. So the stuff we're buying is is uh, the best of the best. And, um you know, you you. It's pretty tough to find it in a in a grocery store, um, but you know, you can walk into our our store and you you're just going to get prime meat. Okay, for as a as a woman here, like as a, the primary grocery shopper, I just look for like grass fed, local. I mean, am I looking for? Am I thinking the wrong things? I mean, is this is this part of you guys branding local grass fed or? That's not our that, focus. Is that like no? Our focus silly? has been on flavor. You know. If you're looking for something very healthy and you think that, you know, you're going to get um, all that with uh, grass-fed, um, the difference in the actual meat is is not huge. Um, and if you're looking for that extra minerals that you would get in a grass-fed steak, um, you could just simply have a beautiful uh, grain-raised steak um, and a glass of milk and get the same nutritional value. Okay, that's, this is good to know. Talking yeah. to you experts. So what makes great. a cow tasty? Uh, well, <laughs> I never thought those words would come out of Taylor's mouth. But I, yeah, I it's make sure what they fun. eat. It really is. It's what they eat. And um, the consensus is, is grain is better. You know, you go to Australia and they, they say this is a grain-fed cow. That, you know, it's the exact opposite of what they do here. Hmm. You know, they talk about like happy cows and stuff. And, um, you know, what is happiness? You know, you look, these guys... <laughs> He's the best cow. The best tasting cow is considered to be what they say a lazy teenager. Oh, sure. Okay. So Sleepful. like a little, a little heavy, a little lazy, and that is going to create the best tasting steak. Okay, you don't want like some stud athlete steak. That's going to be horrible eating. It's horrible. Eating. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's it's going to be like a little dry, a little tough, and not a lot of flavor. So you talk about happiness. I'm looking here at three of you guys, and I feel like just from following you briefly in the butcher shop, I feel like you guys are always happy. Maybe I'm going to ask you, uh, Tim Stisser. Um, I mean, is this your day job? Is this a hobby? Like, why are you guys so happy? What's going on here? <laughs> well, you know, we we do eat the best food um, on the planet, so so that makes us obviously happy. We've we've wonderful families, and and this this community in this town has been so welcoming to this new business. Um, you know, this is this is a hobby for for myself, and obviously an investment, and for Debo and for Greg. Um, 
so we all have full time jobs. Uh, okay. we're, we're typically on the on the train, uh, you know, up in the with a four handle in the morning and, and home at eight o'clock at night. But you know, this this uh, this venture that Peter brought to us really gets us away from you know our weekly you know grind, which we all enjoy very much. But it it really lets us you know have a mental escape to do something that is is great for the community, great for you know, charities and, and, and for the town in general. And, and there's nothing more, there's nothing better, uh, than, than walking into, you know, the butcher shop, uh, with, with your children and, and having them very curious and right, uh, well, they see know. what you're doing, right. It's yeah. cool to model that for your kids and get them involved. But you know, Liz brings up a great point. Like when, first of all, when did you guys open? Uh, 10 a.m. No, no. March like when did you open the business? March of 2016. Right? Yeah. March of 2016. Yeah. Thanks, Tim. Okay, so it hasn't. Well, I guess it's coming up on five years, or has been five years. Yeah. Good math. Yeah. Right. By me. Um, but this you guys, board of finance, right there, kicking in. Yeah, it's been a long day. Um, but the only relationships that existed before you guys came together was it you two were friends, Tim and Pete. No, you knew each other. We, we knew each other. We were five years apart. Uh, we just realized, um, and we we knew each other from a very popular uh, football coach um, in this town. We played for Mike a, Sangster. Yes, a, a guy named Sangy, uh, who a lot of people in this town know about. He was he was an amazing, amazing football coach, an amazing mentor, and I knew Greg uh, very well. That's you know, right. we've okay. been you know best friends since almost we were born. I think we were three days apart. <laughs> were there other investors? Are there other investors? D-Bet? Yeah, they're very uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, tertiary. We, yeah, we have, a, a, a you know, like Peter said, I think seven other investors. So Greg, Tim, and I are probably the larger of the investors. The other ones are, are, are minority. But um, I would think of us as like the Hall of Justice from the Saturday morning cartoons. Like we each have our own little specialty. <laughs> Like, um, you know, I, I spend a lot of time as Peter's psychiatrist. We go, we've been, <laughs> we've been through some long walks in Waverly Park in New Canaan when these pro bono issues, when there's been issues going on. Stis is like a, the worried grandmother once in a while. If there's ever an issue, he's like, oh my God, this, we got to put an end to this right away. I'm like, just relax. And like we said, Greg's the brain. Um, you know, we, we, we don't do anything major without checking with him. He's a super smart guy, really well respected. I've, I've really enjoyed getting to meet these guys. And back to the business plan. Like I know you guys have not only the butcher shop, but a restaurant at night, right? Can we talk about that? Yeah. Oh, it's not like a secret, yeah. right? Okay. No. Yeah. No, the <laughs> Charles underground restaurant. Yeah. Talk to us about that. Open, uh, Wednesday through Saturday. Wednesday through Saturday is open? Yeah. Reservations? Uh, it's a reservation-only restaurant, yes. How many people can come? Uh, in theory, one to 30. So you kind of got your dream, right? You got the butcher shop and the restaurant. Yes. Yeah, like what was the, the thinking behind that? What was, yeah, talking about bad business plans, this sounds like this might have been a good business plan that you whipped up on the side, Peter. Uh, thank you. Um, <laughs> or was that no, the brain uh, idea? You can ask anyone. I, no. I'll do anything uh, humanly possible to make a buck. Well, you know, talk about um, job creation and your staff. Are you... Your staff like is, is phenomenal. I mean, we I went in the other day to take pictures for the promo, and I think it was Will. And yeah. he was so friendly and so helpful. And then I tell me the name, the guy who helped me with the Al Capone. This that was uh, Rick. Rick. Yeah. Oh, my God. It was awesome. Matt, Will's explain. got a great uh, mustache, and, and Rick is a great chef. So, um, yeah, I mean, I got to give all the credit to Peter here. You know, this is completely his vision. And, and you know, he has... He's a he's a high end chef, um, you know, with experience on yachts and at five star restaurants in New York City. So he has a vision of of 
becoming a Michelin star chef at, at some point. And, you know, I think the Charles could be the vehicle to get there. And, and, you know, we call it the underground restaurant and people are like, I go in there all the time. What's under the butcher shop. And, and <laughs> Peter's like, no, it's an underground restaurant. We're not officially a restaurant. We don't really advertise. It's really word of mouth. It's, it's a gourmet five course meal. Most of them are, are BYOB. We do partner with sipsters sometimes for wine dinners. Um, and the name, the Charles, um, is after, uh, Peter's grandfather, uh, Charles. And, um, so he takes a lot of passion and, and, um, you know, I, I joke cause Peter talks about Chuck's all the time. I'm like, it's a, it's a really high end version of Chuck's steakhouse <laughs> on the post road in Darianne. Hopefully um, extremely high end. Yeah. Oh, well, well got Chuck's a nice shout out by Charlie yeah. Gasparino on Twitter recently, right? Yeah, it did. So we've had, I mean, the, the clientele in, in the Charles is, 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 is unbelievable. The names that, that we get to come in and, you know, even during COVID, cause it's a private, it's a private setup if you want it sure. to be private and, you know, listen to music of choice, bring whatever wine from the wine cellar you'd like. And, you know, you have an incredible meal and, uh, you know, we do our best to, you know, partner with other, other, um, restaurants and, or stores in town, whether it's flower water, salt, the cheese shop, obviously sipsters and, but we buy all of our seafood from Fjord. They've been great. Um, so it's super successful and it's a lot of fun. You know, you get there at six thirty or seven o'clock, have a drink at ten twenty before you got the place till 10 o'clock all to yourself. You have a waiter. Um, and then you go to at the butcher know, shop. Yeah. At the butcher shop. Then you get Ernie's after maybe, but, um, <laughs> oh, Lord. you know, so it's been a really, really cool experience because it's kind of an open book on what you, what you want to do with it as a, as a restaurant. And Peter has been super creative. Wow. We got to get there, Taylor. We got to do a podcast celebration. Oh, maybe, just, book it. maybe it's just you and me just sitting there by ourselves. They said they take reservations for one or two, right? To me. Well, as long as there's a table of eight, I'm not sure where the water okay. came from. So Tara and I just can't go in there and sit there by ourselves. <laughs> well, you can. We, you know, we we do have visions of you know expanding, um, you know, expanding the place, and we'll see. You know, we 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 took on the real estate, and I was I thought it was way too much real estate um, in the beginning, the size of our space, and now it's proving to be way too little. We've done so much; it's insane how much we've done. We do pig roasts, we do sandwiches, we do um, butcher classes, we do uh, in-home catering, we do- In-home um, catering, like you do parties or you come to home and, and teach people how to like properly barbecue and stuff like that? Dinner parties. Dinner parties. Yeah. So, and then that that's the whole gamut thereof. So, you know, everything from, you know, cooking a hot dog to Wagyu beef dinners. Yeah, I feel like I always see uh, used to, sir, like all these pictures of you like barbecuing for all these people. Is this charity? Or are you just doing it for fun? Or is this part of the, your extension of the plan? Depends on who you ask, whether you're asking <laughs> you're the laws or asking uh, the charity at the end of it. But um, no, we, we do. Peter was a genius and, and came up with a concept, obviously, from from the barbecue history in the, in the South. And, and he was like, look, I want to do a brisket tour. I'm like, what the heck are you talking about? And this was the, the first winter we opened up. And um, so Peter's concept was, hey, I'm going to deliver four packer, big 14-pound briskets to four guys in town. And uh, they're going to smoke them overnight, all in a different way, all their own style, using different rubs and sauces and brines, et cetera. And then 30 to 50 random people are going to show up at their house the next day. The, the tour itself is kind of special because it's not like something we put on the website. 
So if you're a really good customer and you're coming in all the time and you're talking to Peter and we know your face and name and stuff like that, he's going to be like, hey, what are you doing on Saturday? We got the we got this tour coming up. And, you do a uh, good imitation. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, trust me, I've spent way too much time with Peter. As his therapist. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, so it is kind of cool hanging out with all of the you know really good clients of uh, so of, of the shop and okay. that's that's how it works um, i just figured i could show up at tim's house this weekend with a slip and slide and i'd be in well tim's <laughs> tim's is the last stop it's the grand finale and it's it's always so much fun my wife lauren always loves that last stop yeah, she's I'm like sure who she are these people <laughs> you picked up people along the way you've um, got a good wife there yeah. <laughs> very so, patient it's fun. you know and uh, it's been such a welcoming thing for the community and and we were able to you know, raise some money for person to person. Last time we did it, it gives folks that you know novices that may not know their way around a grill, or might be in the in the market to buy a grill, or redoing their patio, or you know, learning how to do a pork shoulder. You know, it, it allows them in a very unthreatening way to to ask questions and and to you know consult with whether it's Peter about the the food and the meat, or whether it's the the pitmaster barbecue host about their equipment, etc. I think there's a good story about you know the with the last two that that we've had, and that's uh, we have a friend Brian McIntosh who moved up from Rye and just moved into Darien, and I think Tim just threw him right into the fire and said, "You're making a brisket." Oh. And so here's a guy that just Twice. moved into town, a 14 pound brisket, yeah. <laughs> and it's not the easy, it's not easy. I I don't go near that stuff. I, I I'm not the guy that stays up for 12 hours checking temperatures. Mark, and you're stuff. the business plan guy, right? Well, not, not really, but th- that's the brain. Good. But Timmy's got all sorts of devices and charts and apps. He'll be at church and tell me that my my brisket's getting a little too hot. But no, it was just it was. That's great. what she said. <laughs> Uh, Sorry, but but to, but <laughs> to, to Liz. we we instantly had you know Brian McIntosh into the uh, uh, into the community with that with uh, Timmy throwing him under the bus, and I think it was pretty cool because he, he he gained thirty friends in one day. You know, it's been it's been a challenge for a lot of people, and this town has turned over so much. It's so hard to meet people. You know, now now it's a little bit easier as as we're getting some relief from from COVID in the quarantine, but. You know, seeing the community come together, you know, introducing yourself to people, making friends. And this, the town's really turning over with folks with young families. And, um, and that is such a benefit knowing, you know, other parents in your kid's class or in your kid's school or at a neighboring school. Um, we're doing our best to kind of get everybody together. And it's charitable too, right? Are people paying to go on the tour and then you donate the money? Is that how it works? Uh, Tim put an uh, adjunct at the end where we did a little, um, we sold some uh, merchandise and then we just took the, the funds and we added that to person to person. Yeah. That's great. But you guys are always changing your, I feel like you guys are always targeting and doing stuff to give back to the town. Can you speak to that, Peter? Uh, we find that like, it's very important, you know, and it, it's not in a, uh, you know, it's going to pay you back thing. It's just important to be there. Okay. You know, you're, you're part of the town. You have, you know, we have resources, be it money, be it equipment, be it, uh, you know, work workers. We, we like to be part of that town and, you know, support those who, you know, need help. And it's, it, it feels great. You know, we've done a lot with person to person, Stanford Hospital, um, every one of the elementary schools, um, Opus. So, you know, we do as much as we can to help out. And yeah, it's, you know, it's really helped us become, you know, more part of the town. And, and that's important to us. Timmy. 
Yeah. I remember growing up in town thinking that, you know, these small delis, oh my gosh, they own the deli. You know, they're the richest guy in town, you know, (laughs) and, um, you know, we have these massive businesses and this is the importance of what David Genovese and, and crew and so many people in this town are doing. It's so important for us to support small business. And 100%. Look, I, I do love Whole Foods just like everybody at this table. But, you know, Jeff Bezos is, is plenty rich. And, you know, I, I'm not sure that he's, he's giving back to some of these, you know, community organizations that we are. Um, totally, Tim. I love you're saying this. Yeah. And I think that's super important and something that we've, I've, I've certainly missed throughout my life. And nobody really writes about that. And, and that is like kind of the death of small business. And, you know, uh, we're looking at economics and working in the markets. You know, you, you really see these small businesses as the backbone of the economy. It's not these massive businesses. So I think what Darian has done is, is super important. So t- talk about, um, a little bit ago, Tim, you were talking about the community, uh, you know, involvement, like, you know, we talked about jobs, you're providing jobs to community, Peter, and you're saying, like, you know, the beauty about, like, we don't want our town to be this place that's like, you know, a Walmart and, all, you know, UPS, all these big, you know, big carrier shops. We we love having these small things. We have to support them. Um, to that extent, talk to me about, like, your synergy with other community. Like, you know, we've got an awesome cheese shop here. We've got a great bakery, you know. I mean, do you guys have a synergy with these other small shops in town? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'll let Peter speak to this as well, but you know, you, you mentioned him. I mean, Ken at the cheese shop is amazing. He's an incredibly talented guy. Uh, we, I, I try to convince him to give us or to (laughs) sell us some more cheese for the the Charles. We're going to get him involved and I got to get him in there. He's like, I keep hearing about the Charles uh, from my best customers. Um, and then, you know, we have Dave at, at Sipsters who's fabulous. Uh, Peter just hosted a, a great wine dinner, um, last Thursday that I attended that was so much fun and uh, and a great experience. And then, you know, Rob Van Curen, who um, we went to high school with, is Flower Water Salt, who's an amazing, amazing guy. And wow, he's got incredible bread. And then, you know, Eric and all at, at uh, all. Neat um, has been a great partner, too. I love it. You guys are all specialists and you do everything so well, each of your, you know, specific things. And then you come together and make this awesome team it is so I mean, it's true. like that whole you know david genevieve's psychic income thing you guys yeah. if you haven't listened to that episode like he talks about the psychic income he derives yeah. from from being involved in this community and doing you know having these kinds of partnerships and you know that is the beauty of you know I mean, don't they say luck is the residue of action but if i were to describe I like us that. i would say uh you know it's like the grateful dead you know everyone's a different everyone's like a different personality but when you come together it's like it's freaking perfection that's so cool yeah wow that's powerful i want to circle back on you guys on the opening and how this all came together because starting a business is extremely difficult so um talk to us about like your advertising and what you guys did to kind of get through over that hump i mean the advertising was nothing it was just what we would put in in the back of a a football program or cats and koozies and 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 also sports teams Oh yeah, sports right. teams. Yeah, the Darien, the Darien Butcher Shop uh, Little League team, uh, Babe Ruth team is, is is another way we give back, volunteering and then just paying for the team. And uh, we have two great coaches that I coach with, um, Noah Charney and Matt Hershey. Great, patient guys. Uh, team's doing pretty well. Got a winning <laughs> record. Yeah. Speaking of the team, I, I mean Noah. I just have to mention this story. Um, because Noah's friends with Timmy, and uh, you know he's at he shops at the shop and. 
all of a sudden the first initial email goes out to the team like hey you know we're excited to be have darian butcher shop as our sponsor and everyone on the team will be uh receiving a two inch dry aged t-bone steak <laughs> and, and i was like i i my jaw kind of dropped because the the cost for that would be more than sponsoring the team itself oh, so and and sure enough like day one of practice i show up there and the kids are like when do we get our t-bones <laughs> But <laughs> yeah. who wrote the email? Noah. Noah did. Noah did. Yeah, I, he's a great guy. He would have. He would have stood up for it. But Peter did the right thing. So each kid got a you know no. a thirty a thirty dollar gift certificate to get a couple sandwiches and stuff. And hopefully we gained a couple new clients. Yeah. There there's still times like when I'll mention the butcher shop and people are like where's that and and it's been open for five years. Wow. Okay. So there's people in the surrounding areas that still haven't really heard of it. So. I'll put a tiny uh, plug in for for Instagram and Facebook here. I mean, you know, I I, I wasn't very active in social media for for a very long time, but you know, w- when when we started the Darian Butcher Shop Instagram account, it was it was basically me and, and and a couple grills in my backyard. So a lot of the old pictures are are from from my phone or you know friends' phones. Like everyone would go to the butcher shop and they'd send me a picture and I'd post it on Instagram and then tag it. And Neat. then you get 10 more friends and then, you know, now we're 4,000 plus people. So, you know, and I, and I always tell Peter like, you got to post, you got to post. And that's our daily lunch special where I get angry. It's going yeah. the opposite way. I get, <laughs> I get angry texts now. It's like, dude, where's the, where's the sandwich of the day? Where, where's oh, the you post, post the sandwich people, of the day. Yeah, yeah, people the are day. waiting for it. And then Burger that's Fridays. Burger Fridays. Burger Fridays My has been a huge that. hit. Oh, he you know, loves it. Uh, we were on vacation on Nantucket and, and a guy was like, oh, my sister lives in Westport, drives down to Darien Butcher Shop every Friday for burger. I'm like, she does? Wait, t- Tim, what is Burger Fridays? Uh, it's Peter's creation. It's, you know, it's, 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 Everybody in the one of the employees gets to pick. They get to make their own burger. So you know, we'll do a, a Royale with cheese from Pulp, <laughs> yeah, Pulp, Pulp Fiction. Fiction. Um, totally. That was that was my brother-in-law, Jonathan Better. He, lo- he loves that one. Um, to you know, bacon and chili, and there's some very creative ones. So so uh, buyer beware. Um, but the feedback has been incredible. I mean, it, I think it's, it's the best burger I've had had in this town. And and um, you know, we use top quality bread, all the quality ingredients. And it's been a, a really good crowd. You know, we, we hired a, a, a good gentleman from um, another deli in town uh, who's just been a home run. I've never seen this guy can make 50 bacon, egg yeah. and cheeses in five minutes. I mean, Carmelo is his name. Please say hi to him. He's an amazing guy. And uh, he's a great employee for the he, butcher he shop. He makes, you know, when you see the commercials and they, they always make the burger look perfect. And, uh, you know, the lettuce and tomato and everything looks great. Yeah. Like his sandwiches look better than the than the pictures on our wow. website. Yeah, he, he does a great job. Yeah, they're incredible. I love them. But tell us about, you got Memorial Day coming up. What do you have going on this weekend? Yeah, so this weekend, uh, we're super excited to be representing um, in a, a fantastic organization called Star in Norwalk. Um, Star raises money and is a, is a huge advocate um, in helping folks with disabilities. Um, yeah. You know, near and dear to my heart, uh, two of my nephews um, are in the ELP program and 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 very involved with with Star and and um, you know I, I've seen what they've and done. ELP over, is the local preschool early learning program. Yeah, early learning program. Yep. And, and, you know, I've seen what star can do for, for families. And, you know, we have a couple of local families that have been super involved in, with star and in, in raising money. And they have a property on, on Edgerton, the, the cottage, I believe is stars. And, and, oh, um, okay. so yeah, we're, we're representing, um, star in a, 
usually they do their walkathon um, on Memorial Day, but and we're doing a virtual uh, barbecue class um, with uh, my brother-in-law cool. John Ledbetter and a very good friend Pat Ferris, and so we're doing uh, pork shoulder. Are those guys known for their barbecuing? Well, they will be now, I hope. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think if you're going to do anything, just log on to see uh, his setup. Yeah, I mean, he's got one of the most unbelievable backyard grilling setups. You'll Tim ever does. Say. Yeah, oh yeah. So just. So how do you I mean, find this? Where do you look? So I'll, I'll, I'll we'll have, we'll post a, a link. Uh, it's going to be four thirty on Sunday. We're going to do pork shoulder ribs um, and uh, sliders with DBS signature uh, beef blend, and um, so we'll do some, you know, some rubs, some sauces, um, and it'll be on, it'll be on Zoom, so anybody can join. It's super easy. What's your web address? Your website. It's not on our website yet, but literally the invite just came out 30 minutes ago. So Are you the butchershop.com or butchershop? Darianbutchershop.com. We need a lot more organization, to be honest with you. It's it's funny. It's it's one of the things that's been uh, a success for us is the amount of times we run out of things. It's 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 almost been like a promotion. Like people, we make beef jerky on Friday. It's gone by Tuesday. Oh, yeah. Talk and about your beef jerky, I, Debo. I, I, I mean, I... I it, it's not mine. I wish I could say it was, but they, you know, they, they hand carve this, um, prime flank steak and marinate it for three days and then dehydrate it for three days, um, hand package it. And it's like addicting. I have people asking me to send it all over the place to them. It, it's, it's so wow. good. It's wild man, Billy Crawford. It's his brother. We used oh, to wrap it. it in, in Superman, uh, tape. Uh, remember when we yeah. first started? And uh, <laughs> I actually have a, have it, uh, a good friend in Colorado who, um, coaches the Aspen ski team. And every time he comes to his headquarters in Connecticut for work, he buys us out of beef jerky. So even if we make it on a Tuesday morning, if, if Steve is here on a Tuesday afternoon, we are going to be gone. Uh, we're going to be out of, out of, out of jerky. Um, it's fabulous. It's spicy, but it's, it's a really good. So this it. is like definitely a fun hobby for all you guys. Has it been successful too? Yeah, I mean, we've made distributions to investors. So um, it's, well, I think it's important, though, Tim, to say that when the type of investors we are, like we didn't get paid for five years, right? Four years. Uh, we just kept reinvesting. So, you know, the first year we bought a van. The second year we put a kitchen in. The third year we bought old Greenwich. Uh, we just bought another van. Like it's been exciting to see these things happen. And, and uh but yeah, it's it's been profitable. Um, but we, you know, we just kept rolling it and, and building the uh, the business a little bit, and um, we want to continue to do that. Yeah, and it's never going to be, you know, it's a it's a it, grocery stores margins are very low. You know, meat prices are up north of twenty five percent in the last three months, and we really do the best we can to keep prices low. Um, and you know, that's just. You know, it makes us a really, you know, interesting business. The economics aren't aren't huge. You know, we probably would have done better by, you know, buying, you know, Zoom stock or or a house in Darien. Mm-hmm. But you know, we've it's been it's been it's been super fun for for us as a as a you know as a team and and being involved in the community. I mean, it pays dividends elsewhere. It's not just it's not the dollars. It actually wasn't ever the dollars. It was more about getting the best quality product to you know, the greatest town around and, and, um, you know, building the, a community feeling. That's what we're aiming for. It's good. I mean, when you like something, when you like doing something and you like the product, it's not really work. I mean, there is some time consuming, uh, stuff that's going on, but again, it's, it's fun. It's great. It's just a lot of fun. What do you guys I, see for the future? 
I mean, he, Peter, Peter's an absolute workhorse. I mean, he didn't take a day off for three years, three, three or, or four, four years. years. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we had him Count. and, uh, he's got great ideas. He's got a lot of ideas. Yeah, he does. He has a lot of ideas. Them in. But there's just, yeah, there's not <laughs> enough money to do all his ideas. And then we have our ideas, right? Like, yep. you know, I, I envision like closing down nutmeg and doing like a, like setting up tents on the way to the high like school a New York for City football. Street fair. Yeah, yeah, like a street fair and doing like a win, wing tasting contest. Like, oh, I love, like that uh, idea. Can you guys get that done for I me? Like you were the first yeah. select woman in here, right? Uh, we did. We did. I don't know if she can get that done, but we. Yeah. I like that idea. Let's talk to Jamie. But there's there's so many ideas of like, you know, you yeah. guys do like a memorial, like a barbecue to go. You can pick up like a, a pack of like of ingredients, you know, per person. Like if I've got five people and I want to go home and grill and I want like it all in one bag. You, you, you just nailed like one Another of the ideas idea. that yeah. made to like, I thought that would be great if you can go on an app and say, I need five burgers, five buns, pickles, chips. Yeah, from like, I need the ketchup and mustard plates, this and that. And you pick up a box and it has your name yeah, on it. And right. You just walk out and go to wherever you're yeah, going. You select your number. So you get like, five, I don't know how it'd be put together, but yeah, that'd be nice. It's, like it, It's an amazing idea. It's just the logistics and the size of the mm-hmm. place and what you need. So like it's, it, like I said, I thought this we would have one little butcher shop and it would be fun, but well, we need a warehouse. I, so cool. You know, I, I, we thought the the real estate that we have was too big in the beginning, and now it's way oh. too small. I mean, we're we're expanding, and and you know, another idea is I've been talking to Yeti Coolers, and uh, I've been back and forth with their corporate team because for I people get, who don't know, Tim Stisser walked in here with a giant Yeti cooler, yeah. yes, <laughs> a Yeti backpack on, okay. on the bike. Um, uh, but, you know, packing that up and going to Cape Cod or Martha's Vineyard or Nantucket or, you know, with that's what I do every summer. A lot of people do, you know, some of our and, and also one more plug for the, the shop. You can get things vacuum sealed. So um, you can get them vacuum sealed. You can put them right in your Yeti. They'll stay cold for 24 hours if you miss the ferry, you know. Um, so people literally or me, people um, and a friend of mine's father, I mean, go in and spend 500 bucks, but they buy they they buy meat for the whole week. And, and you don't have to worry about that line at Stop and Shop on Nantucket. And, and um, you know, so I think it'd be kind of cool. Cause it's cool. Yeah. Like you guys came in here with these uh, koozies here. Happy grilling. That's you? Do yeah, you man. I spend way too much time on these websites getting the stuff, trying to bargain price things, but people like it. Yeah, everyone loves, uh, what's that called? The, the, oh. We just made, got the pink and green hats that sold out really quickly, so I got to buy more of those. Oh, really? We have the blue and white. Yep. Yep. Mother's blue. Day hats, Debo got. I know. Thank you? you for the hats. We love the hats. I know. We do love the hats. I wore it this weekend to Weed Beach. I got a pear tree. I was sporting it. Taylor was there at the lacrosse fields. I saw with the That's hat That's right. Yep. I wore it all weekend. Good job, T-Bone. <laughs> That's T-Bone. Right. Perfect. T-Bone. I think Taylor just became T-Bone. After. T-Bone and Debo. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, it's been really special to talk to you guys. I mean, you're, you're such an awesome addition to this community. And, you know, you haven't been here that long, but you're already making a huge mark. Like, we're so excited to have you. And I love this collaboration among small businesses in town. So, Thanks for like promoting that sense of community and thanks for coming on the show. And like, I hope everybody is grilling your meat this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe not yours. I guess we're going to end on that, Taylor. <laughs> yeah. Well, th- thank you so much for having us on. You guys have been great and it's a lot of fun. Let's have you back. Thank you. Have a great Memorial Day. Thanks a lot. Yeah, happy Memorial Day. <laughs>